this may contain spoilers. Welcome to Entertainment of Excellence, a podcast we've just set up about our favourite TV shows and movies. Hi, I'm Ollie, or at Overlook on Twitter. And I'm Ben, or Rip David's Bear on Twitter. And we're going to have to change our opening quite soon, because not much longer will it be a new podcast. No. It's our third episode now. Yeah, so I think you know the layout by now, the different segments we do. However, we are going to mix it up a little bit and change the way that we review the target film. Yeah. So, we're going to start off by giving our initial opinions and our overall feelings on the film as a whole. And then we'll go into more detail about the cast and the characters and the director's soundtrack. Especially if it's a Marvel film, um, any easter eggs that are hmm. included. Um, and then we'll go on to IMDb and go a bit more behind the scenes with trivia and goofs and stuff, which can be quite interesting to look at, but we haven't been discussing. And then we'll read the reviews on IMDb before we give our own final opinion and rate it for the website. The last part of the episode will be the same as normal, where we take a look at some new movie trailers coming out soon. This week we're going to try and have a bit of a Marvel special, so we're still going to be watching trailers but both of them are going to be upcoming Marvel movies, and we're going to leave recommendations aside for this week. Well, first of all, to give us time to watch more things to recommend for you, and second of all, to just keep the running time short, we don't want to bore you. Yeah, I think we've got a lot to talk about this week. So I don't think we've said yet, but today's episode is about Black Panther. So we're recording this on the 23rd of Feb. We watched this a few days ago, I think three days after its release. Yeah. So before we talk about what we liked and stuff, should we just do a quick synopsis and talk about what the film's actually about? Yeah. Well, it's set in the fictional African state of Wakanda, which on the face of it is a third world country like most African countries are stereotypically presented as. However, underneath the surface, quite literally, they have a thriving economy and a futuristic city with other cars and more advanced technology than the US and the UK have combined in this universe. And it's all because of a special metal they have called vibranium, which is extremely expensive and can be used for different things. For instance, as well as using it for weapons, they also use it for medical treatment. This film, unlike any Marvel films really, it explores themes such as poverty and giving aid. And this country dates back thousands of years, but where a meteorite crashed into the um, the country with vibranium on it, and there's like this flower that if you like drink the sap of, then you get superhuman strength. And if anyone challenges you, then you've got to fight them, and if you win, then you're the king. If you can beat everyone, but if you don't, then they are given the Black Panther suit and become the King of Wakanda. The King of Wakanda's granted yeah. these powers, and he's given the Black Panther suit. So basically, they do a traditional ceremony to try and see who the new king is after T'Challa's father, T'Chaka, is killed in civil war. Terrorist attack, I think. And so T'Challa, who's the next in line, there's a character who's the main villain called Eric Killmonger, 
and he is royal blood because basically what happened was T'Challa's father killed his father because he'd stolen some vibranium and there was a spy who was working for T'Chaka and he tried to attack him so the original Black Panther he killed his father so now he wants to be the king of Wakanda and he wants to use the vibranium for good and he comes and he fights T'Challa and he wins he throws him off the waterfall so he's temporarily the king however the people of Wakanda although they have to respect him for being the king they're not totally satisfied and they obviously prefer T'Challa and a few of T'Challa's close friends, they go out and try and find him to see if he's still alive. And actually, you find out that he is. The Jabari tribe are keeping him. And so, although they appeared bad at the start, they actually help out the story. Yeah, so overall, I think this was a very good film. It was certainly a lot better than more recent Marvel films from 2017. As I've always felt all the Guardians of the Galaxy films were too cheesy. I've I seem to be the minority in that opinion, but... Um, yeah, I love Guardians, but... Yeah, and Thor Ragnarok was a good attempt, but it certainly wasn't as good as the original or, or The Dark World. I think Doctor Strange was very good, but wasn't the best movie in the franchise. Yeah, I agree. I think this is definitely one of the strongest films of the MCU. We're up there with things such as The Winter Soldier and other top-end Marvel films. I think it is mm. a big step forward in the MCU. Yeah. with the diverse cast and tackling themes that we've never really seen before in this franchise. And I think it manages to survive and succeed without relying too heavily on themes and characters we've seen before in the MCU. So exactly. Uh, we'll probably talk about this in a bit, but things such as Ant-Man, it feels very forced when Falcon's there and he's in the Avengers headquarters just to show, oh, look, this is in the MCU, this is the Avengers, hey, mm. this is good but this it can thrive by itself it's a very independent film and i really enjoyed it and to be honest it's something you could watch on its own because if you have watched the rest of the mcu then yeah sure it helps but it's not essential yeah you'll, you'll get the idea that his father was killed by a terrorist attack but again that was shown as a flashback in the beginning um yeah so it's not really necessary for you to watch any other films and i think that is interesting because in this film you start to see that maybe t'chaka isn't the person that t'challa thought he was and he's not because he has got an evil side just like everyone and he did kill um which t'challa thinks he shouldn't have so you don't necessarily have to have seen civil war because although black panther was in it a bit you didn't really learn much about him. You just kind of saw his suit. And actually he has an upgrade in this with this suit. Mm. So, yeah, I think this is a very strong Marvel film and can survive without having to rely on the rest of this universe. Um, the characters are very relatable. You can understand the situations they're in and sympathise with them a bit. Yeah, uh, I mean, we're white, so... yeah. <laughs> And in this film, I think there was only two main white characters, whilst the majority of the cast, they were from other backgrounds, yeah. which I think is what one of the factors that will make this film very popular. And it, is, it has been really good from the first week or so. It yeah. has really done well. It's still number one in popularity in IMDb. Yeah, so. I'm not surprised. 
Because I think this is very... I mean, it's relatable for us, but for people from other ethical backgrounds, it'll be even more so. And I think, especially if you've actually experienced the poverty and the discrimination that, that kind of drives Killmonger throughout the film, yeah. then you may feel a bit of sympathy towards him and it may be harder for you to take sides. Um, so we're just going to take a bit of a closer look at each of the characters. Yeah, we'll look at the actor and then the character. So we start off with, as I've said before, to Charlie's the main character. He's the Black Panther and he's played by Chadwick Boseman. Um, what else has he been in? in? I, I don't know. I, um, I haven't heard his name before. No, neither have I, but I thought he was really good in this. Definitely the standout actor. Well, obviously Civil War, but he was in uh, 42. Marshall, the Glades Castle, uh, the Kill Hole. So no really famous film. So this was his first major movie appearance and I think yeah. it's a good way to start his blockbuster career. Yeah. Um and T'Challa is well, was the prince of Wakanda. His his father was the king, but then as we've mentioned in Civil War, he got killed in a terrorist incident and he is now taking over the place as king. And so we we start off with him becoming king with the ceremonies and he already has the Black Panther suit. I, I don't know whether the Black Panther immediately goes to the king or or something, but... Yeah, I think it's interesting seeing the contrast between T'Challa and Black Panther because although Black Panther's a very uh, powerful and dominant character, I don't think T'Challa, when he's out of the suit, he's not very demanding and he everyone seems to love him as a king and that's yeah. why everyone's so annoyed when Killmonger becomes the monarch. Yeah, he's, he seems to be a good king. He's, uh, he's, a, he's a good guy. Shall we move on to Eric Killmonger, played by Michael B. Jordan? I think he's one of the strongest villains in the MCU with people like Loki and Thanos. Mm. The problem you can have with with the villains is you can be tempted to slip into the stereotype of yeah. revealing their evil plan and then getting completely wrecked. I'm not talking about Obadiah Stane here for my man, but yeah, or... I'd say that's one of the main criticisms people have of the MCU actually is the villains because people such as Ronan and Whiplash they're not very developed well. Mm. They're not very relatable, whereas Killmonger is not all about... Obviously, he has a powerful suit, yeah. but it's not all about him being dangerous. It's kind of about his background and why he wants to take over as the king of Wakanda. And you can kind of view the film in a couple of ways. One about, obviously, the main one being it's, it's about T'Challa, but in a way, it's also kind of having Killmonger as if not the main character, a very, very significant one, because the film starts with his father being killed. Um, we see clips for, of his plans unfolding throughout the first half of the movie. Yeah. And in the second half, we, we learn a lot more about him. He's he's probably the most developed villain in the MCU. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And because of a lot of his relatable situations you're obviously going to have people who can sympathize with him yeah so should we just talk briefly about a few other characters before we move on to our next topic 
Yeah, um, there's Nakia, who's played by Lupita Nyong'o. I don't know if I'm pronounced that right. We've uh, also got Akoya, played by Danae Glory. And, unfortunately, we have Martin Freeman again. There's not that I'm against Martin Freeman. He's a great actor. He's British. He's been in a lot of films and TV series. I don't really like him in this. The main reason being his really bad American accent. I know. I think that is one of the most annoying things of the film. And you can look at someone and say, like, I know your actual accent. Like, a lot of the Wakandans have this Wakandan accent which obviously they don't speak like in real life. Yeah, it's a bit weird hearing Chadwick Boseman speak in his American accent. I know. And I then, think that accent is really strong because it sounds really rich. And then there's just Martin Freeman weekly talking in a really bad American accent. Uh, I used to work for the CIA and... Uh, hmm. I didn't think that was a great character as a whole. I don't think it was really necessary having him in, to be honest. If you could cut the film down to... I say an hour, there'd be no scenes with him in, so... Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's... There's Wakabi, played by Daniel Kaluuya, who seems to be T'Challa's friend at the beginning, um, but then goes against him. Yeah. About halfway through and sides with Killmonger. And then there's his little sister, Shuri, played by Letitia Wright. She's a good character. I think, yeah, she's quite funny as well. She's a funny character. She's very smart, very intelligent. She makes the weapons and yeah. it's like a really good scene earlier on in the film when she's showcasing some of the Black Panther suit designs she's made. And she's designed this suit that absorbs kinetic energy from bullets and things and then can be used back against it. And that's very funny. Mm, the- this film, I think, has got some resemblance of James Bond's parts mm. of it. And she's the cue of this. She's definitely. the girl that creates the weapons and the suits. And I think she's definitely one of my favourite characters in this. I felt that was a really great performance about from Wright. I'd definitely like to see more of her. But the only thing I didn't like about her is she did do this really oh, no. cringy... <laughs> Ollie knows what's going on, right? She did this <laughs> cringy line where she just goes, more to the point... What are those? Yeah, I definitely think this is the most annoying yeah. line from the film. And if anything could be cut out, definitely this. It's, uh, it's an it's... old, dead meme. We don't need it. <laughs> What's going to happen in Infinity War? Is Thanos going to dab? He is, yeah. Is Ant-Man going to do a water bottle flick? <laughs> this is just getting <laughs> stupid. This meme's from two years no, ago. No, I've got a better idea. I think Iron Man is going to make a breakthrough. What's 9 plus 10? <laughs> 21. Yeah, um, there's various other Wakandans, but I think the last person we should talk about is Claw, played by Andy Serkis, who's the actor oh, of Gollum. I didn't know he was Andy Serkis. Yeah, it's oh. weird that matchup again with Andy Serkis and Martin Freeman, because obviously they were in the um, Hobbit together. Mm, yeah, Andy Serkis is a great actor. He's been in loads of films. Oh, God, yeah. I thought he'd be a better character. Yeah. He wasn't in it much because he was killed off quite early. Obviously, you saw him in Age of Ultron lose the hand, so now he's got a vibranium kind of gun hand. Yeah. Which is quite cool, but his character is a bit crazy and he's not very well developed. He's like an illegal dealer of vibranium 
in Age of Ultron, that's expanded on because he wants to help Killmonger give the vibranium away in, from the Wakandans. Yeah. And, of course, he's, like, the only British guy in here, well, with a British accent. Yeah. But his, his character was pathetic. Mm. It was much better in Age of Ultron, and he wasn't a particularly good character then. Yeah, I think this is one of the cases where you will need to have seen Age of Ultron to mm. understand this character. I don't think in this, I thought he'd have a bigger role. I thought he'd be a bigger villain, whereas he just wasn't. Yeah. Something else I'd say about Black Panther as a whole movie is they, not only was the story quite memorable, but the the whole soundtrack was mm. very good. Um, yeah. I can't remember how it goes, but it was m- the most memorable, I'd say, since Iron Man. Yeah, I mean, it's got a new twist. It's nothing you've seen in Marvel before. Guardians mm. of the Galaxy tried to bring loads of different music from different genres in, but this, one of the standouts is Killmonger's theme. Yeah. Uh, that also is in an interesting scene where... The camera, it flips around. I think that's a really mm. good piece of cinematography. And the music fits really well with that, kind of emphasising that now that he's the king, Wakanda's in this state where it's kind of upside down and in a mess. Yeah, it's certainly the first soundtrack I've considered buying since... Yeah. I don't know when. Probably the first time for me. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd say the music is one of the highlights of this film. So... I think something else we should talk about is the themes. I mean, we've discussed a bit about the poverty and the giving aid and things that are very big topics in this. But I also think that one of the quite interesting parts of this film is the contrast between their new technology and the vibranium and everything, and obviously the very rich, also contrasting with the ancient traditions they've got such as the black panther mm. ceremony yeah. i think that's interesting how they're still very advanced but they go back to their roots and they still perform these traditions that obviously they've had for thousands of years i think that's quite an interesting thing to think about and there's never really been anything like that in this universe before mm. there's as with most marvel films they'll be ridden with easter eggs and there'll be so many for Far too many for us to count. I mean, I went into this for entertainment, not to keep tally of all the Easter eggs. I mean, yeah. when it comes out on DVD, I'm obviously going to get it. So I might... I don't know. But... but then, as with every Marvel film for, well, ages, it has a cameo from the one and only Stan Lee, who originally created a lot of the comics... With uh, Jack Kirby, yeah. With a lot of the original comics. And his cameo in here was quite comedic. It was... Hmm. There's a whole section in South Korea when they are trying to catch Claw and it's in this casino. That's the bit that's kind of similar to James Bond. Yeah, it's a very James Bond-esque scene there. But the Stan Lee cameo comes in where Martin Freeman's character has just finished talking to T'Challa and has some cards on a table and some money, and then Stanley just takes the money and goes, you know what, I'm just going to take that over here. Yeah. You know, just, just take it over here. If I'm not mistaken, I think I've heard somewhere in Guardians of the Galaxy 2 you actually find out that, uh, I know you haven't seen this, but he's a watcher, so 
he in every Marvel film he appears in, he's not actually a normal character. He's the same character coming back to try and watch over them. I think this is him again in this role. So that's quite interesting to think about. But what are they going to do when he's dead? Yeah, I mean, how old is he now? He's 95, I believe. He's certainly getting on a lot. And, you know, he's still walking around. He's still very, very healthy. Yeah, but, but I mean, obviously, I think they filmed his cameos in advance. So even if he dies soon, they'll probably... Well, they'll be in Infinity War and they'll probably be in future films after that as well. Do you think they'll just uh, CGI him back in like they did with Grand Moff Tarkin in... Uh, I hope not, but that kind of ruined the whole novelty. Yeah, didn't like that CGI effect. It's really bad and unrealistic. So an- another thing that Marvel have kind of popularised and is in many films now is the post and mid credit scenes. Mm. And there was two in this, which they're trying to do more frequently recently. Well, the first one, it was T'Challa and the other Wukandans sitting in front of, I think, different leaders from the world. Yeah. Uh, there was Martin Freeman's character also in the audience, and they were saying that they wanted to expand their resources and help other countries... And then it finished on someone asking, well, how can you do that? You're a third world country with nothing. If anything, we should be helping you. And then you just see T'Challa looking at his sister and you know then that, well, obviously the rest of the world doesn't know what they know about the vibranium and what they've got hidden underneath their mm. gates. And the second post-credits scene, uh, that one was mid-credits. This one was... After it had Bucky, or the Winter Soldier, Mm. they had him in a hut talking to, I think, Shuri, which obviously shows since, I think it was Civil War, he's obviously been defrozen because he was put into a cryo-freeze something. So he's obviously going to be in Infinity War. Yeah, I think there's a bit in the Infinity War trailer, which we're actually going to watch later, where it is set in Wakanda and you see Black Panther fighting with T'Challa and some other warriors, so... Get your weapons, and get your defences, and get this man a shield. Uh, They call him the White Wolf, which is quite interesting in that scene. And the White Wolf is actually another Marvel character from the comics originally. So it's not the Winter Soldier, but that's what they're calling him, so that'll be interesting to find out why. So the post-credit scenes I did enjoy as a whole, but I do feel that first one that was mid-credits could have been included in the actual film. Yeah. Do you agree? You could have had that right at the end. Yeah. But I, I didn't mind it. It was good. But it does annoy me when you go to a Marvel film and you see people leaving when the film ends. That's just winds me up. You feel like saying, have you never seen an MCU film before? There's always going to be a scene. Yeah. A couple of goofs. We're just looking at IMDb now. Oh, wow. <laughs> Mbaku says... That his tribe are vegetarians, and that's that's a funny scene because he he says he was gonna like eat Martin Freeman or something. He was like just joking, we were vegetarians. But then it says here, it says his tribe of vegetarians. That Blank Panther's body was discovered by one of his tribe's fishermen. Yeah, it's interesting. You could be pescatarian, but not. Um, and then there's a plot hole that says the movie seems to imply that the Wakandans had exclusive access to vibranium only until Claw stole some of the supply. However, it does mention in some previous films, like Captain America and I think 
ever in the Agent Carter TV series where Howard Stark had a small sample of vibranium decades before, which is what made Captain America's shield. So there's no explanation as to how he got his sample. So that's a bit interesting. Yeah. As we've said at the start, because it's going to be quite a long episode, we're only going to read one IMDb review this week. And actually, although it's in 7.9 on IMDb, which is very high, seeing as it's just come out, as you go into the user reviews, it's you have to scroll down quite a bit to find a review of over 7, which is quite strange, seeing as it is high on the actual list. I mean, there's 6, 4, 4, 6, 6, 5, 6... There's no 10 out of 10s, there's a 1. We'll try and find a bad review, because we've done a good review. Yeah. So we'll try and give you both angles. There's a 2 out of 10 review here called Marvel's Last Jedi, R.I.P. standalone superhero movies. Well, I mean, I didn't hate The Last Jedi, I thought it was good. If I was to put this post in a 1 or 2 word review, it would either be a gender or uncanny valley. Everything I feared this film would do, it did. Indeed, a couple of places that even referred to the spoilers, the slave trade. Seriously, in 21st century, you're going to, to refer at least twice in the film to the slave trade, which, by the way, if you follow the film's premise, would not have affected Wakanda as they were cut off from the rest of the world. I can't remember it talk about the slave trade. Neither can I, but even if it did, this these themes, I think, are very prominent and should be discussed because it, mm. that's what this Marvel film's about. The main character of the film is T'Challa, a character so depressingly dour and serious he could be a candidate for depression. Oh, come on. He, <laughs> come on, he says he never freezes, and then he freezes, <laughs> and then later in the movie he's frozen in ice. Like... <laughs> Um, you have his younger sister who is clearly being geared up as effectively Riri from the comics. She'll be the replacement for Tony Stark. To best describe her, she's a light-hearted cue from the James Bond movies. I liked her. She was fun, lively, bright, and the character's real fine. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah. She was very much like a cue. Andy Serkis was excellent, but far too underused. Michael B. Jordan's big bad, I understand the anger. I don't get his ultimate goal, makes no sense. The female bodyguards were the nearest thing to Mary Sue's in the movie. Really, beating up men twice their size with the same military background. I must discuss the CGI, this is a massive problem. Sure Wakanda looks spectacular, but so does Asgard. Oh, I much prefer Wakanda to Asgard. Yeah. I think it looks better. It's the motion of the main characters that is the problem. It seems that whilst they can get stationary objects, buildings, etc. Virtually spot on now. The same cannot be said for dynamic ones. If you have watched any of the trailers, you'll know what I mean. When you see Black Panther do his somersault, the dynamic CGI characters look crystal clear whilst the real-life objects have a faint blur to them. You can just see where the live action starts and CGI ends. If the cars were CGI as well, you wouldn't notice the difference so much. But it is here, and because it seems 90% of the film is CGI, in the end it becomes very annoying. I do think a criticism I have is the fight at the end with Black Panther and Killmonger. I think this was heavily CGI, and as it was all built up to this, it was a bit anticlimactic. I know it was interesting them fighting there, but it just kind of looked a bit too fake. But overall, I wouldn't agree with that review, would you? No, I wouldn't agree with that review. I think that's very harsh on her. So, should we give our rating for the website? Well, taking all things into account, the spectacular soundtrack, the questionable special effects, but I didn't think they were as bad as the review had said, the relatable characters, um, 
I thought this was a good movie. The only criticism I had is its storyline was quite predictable. I think it was somewhere like The Lion King meets Thor. Because <laughs> the story about having someone who's ready to be king and then the, the dives dies and then they get banished and then, well, various things happen. It was executed very well, but the storyline was quite predictable. And that, along with, um, what are those? Oh, yeah. Quite brought the film down for me. Um, I'd still rate it quite high. I'd say a 7.5. Okay. I'd probably give it slightly higher because I think this was a very, a very revolutionary Marvel film and it was a big step forward for the MCU, tackling themes that we haven't really seen before with a diverse cast and music that's very unique. I would probably rate it an 8.5, same as last week's Blade Runner. I think this was definitely one of the strongest Marvel films so far and I really enjoyed it. So that's an average of an 8 for the website. So it's not the top, but it's kind of in the middle. Mm. So here's one we prepared earlier. When the film first came out, there was a BBC article reviewing it, and I had a link to a Black Panther quiz, which character are you? So we should both do this and see how we do. As as we've said, it's quite long this episode. We're not going to do a knowledge quiz we're just going to do a personality quiz that we've done every week so let's find out which character we are do you want to go first how would your best friend describe you loyal organized smart honest confident i don't know (laughs) how would you describe me um probably loyal groovy in a group you are the leader the witty one the caring one the protective one or the outsider well, I can be an outsider in some, but, like, generally I'm, like, I don't know. I'm, this is harder than I thought it would be. Yeah. Either the witty one or the leader. I'd probably be witty because I'm not, like, a natural leader. Pick a career. General, spy, inventor, president, or activist. Me for president, Ben for president. On a Friday night, you'd be in the gym, out with friends, learning something on your computer, working or planning your next adventure. I don't know, I'd probably be learning something on my computer. Yeah. I'd describe myself as dependable or self-reliant, selfless, funny, responsible. I'm self-reliant. What do you think is my important friends, family, building a legacy? It's quite deep. Mm, Building a legacy, probably. The last um, one. That's how your friends and family remember you if you die tomorrow. (laughs) You believe in embracing technology in the future. Inspecting tradition in the past. A bit of both. A bit of both. Ooh. Oh, I got Killmonger. Because oh, the word to describe Killmonger, it would be misunderstood. You're extremely passionate about your beliefs and have a clear vision about what the world should be like, which can sometimes be intimidating for others. Groovy. Yeah. So, how do you feel about that result? I'm quite good. I quite like Killmonger as a character. Yeah, I'd say he's one of the highlights of this film. Your best friends would describe you as... What would you say? Same question. Um, either smart or loyal. I don't know, probably loyal. Should I do smart because you went with yeah, loyal? Yeah, I'll go for so. smart because that's different. In a group you are, I'll probably go for the caring one. Pick a career. Probably out of these, an inventor. On a Friday night you'd be in the gym. Not like doing a workout, but playing basketball. Mm. I'd describe myself as dependable. 
I think building a legacy is probably the most important, like Ben. And I'd probably say embracing technology in the future. What I believe in out of those two. And I got Cherie, his sister. So smart, sassy and self-confident, you're like the princess of Wakanda, Cherie. You are known for your creativity, innovation and sense of humour. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, you're pretty sassy. <laughs> so I think, yeah. I mean, neither of us got the Black Panther himself, but we're far off. Mm. Um... So what we're going to do last is watch a couple of trailers. We'll start off with an MCU film and probably the most hyped one of the year, which is Infinity War. Mm. So let's watch it. There was an idea to bring together a group of remarkable people to see if we could become something more. So when they needed us, we could fight the battles that they never could. Fences and get this man a shield. Fun isn't something one considers when balancing the universe. But this <laughs> does put a smile on my face. the original Infinity War trailer rather than the Super Bowl one and it looks amazing to be honest. I mean we could do a full trailer breakdown but we just haven't got the time. But we'll talk about a few standout scenes. I mean you do see Wakanda and there's a lot of Black Panther stuff in which is really good to see. Mm. It looks like it'll extend a lot from the film we've just reviewed. Uh, also some changes. You pointed out you didn't even recognise Captain America did you and he does look different with his beard. Mm. Also, we've got Black Widow with blonde hair. Yeah. We've got um, Vision is a human, which is strange. Yeah, he's got hair and he's like caressing 
uh, Scarlet Witch. Yeah, you see Thanos break the stone out of his head in another scene. You also see uh, the Hulkbuster armour again um, for yeah. Iron Man for the first time since ooh, Age of Ultron. Yeah, been... but people are actually saying that might not be Iron Man in there. And I... people are oh. also saying that the Iron Man suit that you see Thanos easily destroy, that there's a theory that could be Pepper Potts, which I think is quite interesting. Mm. Yeah, so we've got a lot of reoccurring characters in this. There were some sources that were saying there could be up to as many as 70 characters in Infinity War from previous films, and I think that'll be very interesting. Yeah, that is a lot, but uh, if they get it to work, that could be really done really well, but there is a lot of room for error. It could backfire. I think, you know, the whole MCU's been building up to this, this is the make or break point. This is either the peak of the MCU... Or the end, Or pretty much the end, because if this is a commercial failure, then I doubt anyone would want to watch any further movies, because there are a lot of theories saying that a lot of the main characters could die as if their contracts are expiring, for example, Captain America. And I think the MCU would be taking a different direction, focusing more on characters like Spider-Man, the Ant-Man and the Wasp, and with the possible amalgamation with Fox Entertainment, yeah. it would take a completely different direction. And if people don't like this film, it'll be unlikely that they'll embrace Marvel's future plans. I mean, Thanos first appeared in the first Guardians of the Galaxy, which I think came out in 2013. So this has pretty much been five years of build-up with just this one villain. I'm kind of feeling a little bit bad for the pressure that it's putting on Marvel. Yeah, but they did create it themselves, I suppose, mm. so they got themselves to blame. So now let's move on to... Well, it's not technically in the MCU, but it's originally the Marvel comics, and it's the new Venom teaser trailer, which is only short, so let's go. Everyone's got their thing. Maybe it's a breakup. A death. An accident. Whatever it is, you used to be one thing. Now, you're something else.
So we've just seen the trailer for Venom or the teaser. I don't think it looks very good to Neither be honest. Um, obviously, if you did know um, about Marvel and you have read the comics, or maybe even seen the original trilogy of Spider-Man from the two thousands, you'd know who Venom was and probably get most of the references in this trailer. But if you didn't, you know, it just looks like if from an outsider. You might as well think it's someone recovering from an accident or they've got a disease or something. There's not much about superheroes in this. You see the Venom goo in the containment and you see him going mad in his bed and you actually see the black veins going up, but that's easy to miss. And if you didn't know about Venom, then you might as well just think this is another person recovering from an accident or an illness. Mm, Exactly. And... I mean, I'll probably end up seeing it anyway. Yeah. Because um, I did enjoy certainly the first two Spider-Mans. Yeah. Um, not so keen on the third, which was the one that had Venom in it. Yeah. But I don't know whether they'll be able to beat that. I certainly thought Andrew Garfield was terrible as Spider-Man. Mm. Uh, I'm warming to the new Spider-Man. I'm unsure how I feel about someone else taking over Venom. Yeah, because now Spider-Man's in the MCU. It does make it a bit different. Mm. And I think, because Venom's like a villain, it'd be interesting to have a, a film all about a villain, but again, it might just not work. Yeah. So from the scene, there's not really any standout moments. You see him riding a motorbike and two cars flip behind him. And you see him falling into water, but then, you know, that happens in pretty much every film. I know, it's, so... There's nothing new there. Not the best trailer. Certainly, it's awful compared to Infinity War trailer. And I think Infinity War definitely has the potential to be a much better film than this. Yeah. However, it could be good. We don't know. It's only a teaser. So when the official trailer's released and the, eventually the film, but we the might pro- have different opinions. But the problem with a teaser is it's meant to get you excited, you know, before the actual trailer. Yeah. Um, let alone before the film, and I, I'm just not excited at all about this. No. Disappointing. I kind of feel like it's the sort of film I'll sort of have to see because it's Marvel. You know, there's nothing forcing me to watch, but because it's Marvel, I want to see it. Yeah. It's just. Well, the only reason why I'm excited about the actual trailer coming out is to see if it's any better than this rubbish. <laughs> mm. So we've had a special episode today. We've we've focused mainly on Marvel things, and we're sorry we didn't get time to recommend anything to you. Um, I'm sure you'll have enough trying to catch up with our other recommendations from yeah. other weeks. Un- and what we discussed past two. Yeah, I think episodes. the. What we can do now is we we have a little bit more time to watch some more things and recommend some more things. Yeah, I've got a few ideas, but it's just we had so much to say about Black Panther with our new format. Mm. Definitely increased the length. I think we'll keep the new format, obviously with recommendations, and I've signed up for emails from HMV and IMDB, which will give us more insight on film news. But we'll go into Easter eggs, we'll go into goofs, trivia, um, focus a little bit on IMDb things for future episodes. And there's just one last bit of news we'd like to say. In the beginning of April is my birthday, yay! 
which hopefully means I'll end up obtaining a couple more microphones, which means the sound quality will dramatically improve. Yeah, that's exciting. Whilst it, they may not be the best, it's certainly a lot better than, you know, the dynamic range between um, looking at a computer screen and going right up to the microphone and... Um, yeah. I know this was a different episode, but I'd probably say this has been my favourite so far. I know every episode's been different so far because we had a guest last episode and the first one was our first ever try at a podcast, but I'd definitely say this is probably the strongest so far and I hope you enjoyed it. Yes, thank you very much for listening and don't forget you can check out our Twitter which is at E of E podcast and our website which is entertainmentofexcellence.wordpress.com Thanks for listening. Oh, see ya. Oh, see ya.